The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to another edition of the Saints Happy Hour Patron Spotlight. Uh, as always, anyone that is a supporter of the show that that donates at least $5, you get in the Patron Spotlight raffle. We pick a winner a month, or we try to, and you get to come on and do a quick uh, mini podcast episode with me. This is the first time we're going international, baby. We're going all the way to the UK and talking to a Saints Happy Hour Podbean fan. Kips, did I say your name correctly? Yeah, that's correct, Kips. (laughs) So, Kips, how – first of all, how did you find our show with all the options of Saints media and information uh, in the UK? How did you find our show? Yeah, so to be honest, I was desperate to just get uh, a dose of Saints news because it's like a barren wasteland in England for Saints. <laughs> it's it's so lonely being a Saints fan in England. I cannot even begin to describe how bad it is. So naturally, I went on I went on some podcasts and I'm looking around and I found a whole bunch. I mean, originally the list was about ten, and um, I'd listen to the podcast each week. Your podcast stood out. I think by week three, I deleted all the others and I was hooked <laughs> we feel honored. on your show. It was awesome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The introduction was a big part of it because the first thing you hear is it's going to be hardcore analysis. And I thought, yeah, this is what I want. And then you start talking about the zombie apocalypse. I'm like, actually, this is what I want. These guys are insane and it's awesome. But it's awesome. The fact that you guys hardly agree on anything just makes it amazing. But yeah, it was definitely a standout show and a highlight of my week. So how... That's a great compliment. And and by the way, we're working on another... we We have had a meeting and we have picked the sound for the new open. So I swear to God, we are on the road to the new open. We had a group text awesome. with me, Andrew, and Dave, and we have the sound bites ready to go for the new open. We're going to get that done probably this week. Depends on when people listen to this show. Um, but watching the Saints in the UK has got to be a unique experience. It's sort of like the reverse of me. I'm an Everton fan in the in the UK, right? And so it's six hours ahead. So Everton, if they play at noon, that's a six AM kickoff for me and I'll get up if they're wow, competitive yeah. and you know, or I'll D V R it. But for you it's the opposite, right? Like the Saints, everything is late night, especially like if they play at seven o'clock kickoff or yeah, if three it's, o'clock. If it's a late game, it's hard. But, you know, it's so worth it. But, yeah, it's difficult to watch. So, like, so do you look at the schedule and you're kind of torn because you're like, I want the Saints to win. And when you win, you get the primetime night games. But, fuck, those night games got to be brutal, right? It's, I mean, they kick off at, like, the, the Monday Night Football, it kicks off, what, uh, 1.30, Brent? Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. It's, it's like one thirty-two finishes 4 a.m. This year has been a unique year because the the Saints over here have, obviously because of 2017 was such a great season, this year they've decided to televise a whole bunch of the games, 
which means I don't even get them on the NFL Game Pass app. And because I don't have any sports channels because I hate all the British sports, I literally had to drive to 24-hour sports bars to watch eight of the Saints games this year. And I would literally be sitting there at 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. alone drinking ginger beer and ginger (laughs) ale, screaming (laughs) at the top of my lungs. You know, it was just crazy. I couldn't believe how many Saints games were blacked out this year. But it was worth it. It's so worth it. I'd imagine that it would be like the... The, like a rom-com plot like you at the sports bar you stumble out at 4 a.m and you meet the lady of your dreams or if your wife if you're married now and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you make a movie of it like yeah it's or- it's 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 a weird experience like i've got to go down to the sports bar i've got to see the saints and it's when i met a couple from new orleans there it was so random uh, they'd come to watch a Saints game, and I was like, "You guys are the first people I've ever met in my life from New Orleans," and it was it was amazing to watch a Saints game with people from New Orleans. And obviously, naturally, I'm asking them loads of questions, and I did tell them at the time that was the Steelers game, and I did tell them if the Saints make it to the championship game and it's at home, that will be my first visit to New Orleans and my first time to the Superdome. Oh, that wasn't a good. That wasn't a. Did you you ended up? Did you end up going? Of course. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. What? That's, yeah. that's not a great, not a great uh, introduction. Although, kind of. I mean, it kind of was great because it was bedlam, and it was the. I mean, people that I knew, and you know, my my family, I've had season tickets for going on thirty years. My brother said it was the loudest thing he's yeah, yeah, ever yeah. attended in his life, and he used to go to heavy metal concerts when he was yeah, a teenager. I mean, I've been to forty Metallica concerts. And I, I can tell you honestly that the Superdome that night was the loudest thing I have ever experienced in my life. <laughs> I mean, I was so exhausted after the game. When I got to the hotel, I actually collapsed from all the screaming and shouting we'd been doing. Even before the no flag. I mean, let's talk straight. That was the best 58 minutes and, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds of my life. And then it just crashed. Yeah, it was it was it was so weird because I, I I never I always I mean I was nervous throughout the whole game but I just I had this sense that like Saints are gonna win this they're gonna win this they're gonna win this they're gonna win this and then when the call happened the dread just set in but on a happier note how did you become a Saints fan what what made you say I want to watch American football not only do I want to watch American football I want to pick the Saints how do you how do you yeah. take us through that process? So two names, two names are 100% responsible for me being a Saints fan. The first name is Katrina, because when you're over here in England, you know, obviously Katrina got a lot of press. And every time I turned on the news to see what was happening in New Orleans, a place I'd never visited before, it the, the overwhelming theme was this city has really been hit hard. They've been destroyed. There's nothing left but their football team. All they have is the Saints. And, you know, you just kind of subconsciously want to root for that team. I'm like, well, I really hope that team starts doing well so this team can start at least having something to look forward to. And um, that was a big, big part of it. So that drew me to the Saints. And then the second name is Drew Brees. You know, when I saw him play, I mean, I've been a fan now since 2007. When I saw him play, it was so different to 
the American football I'd watched when I was younger because you can't get it that much over here. You'd get the Super Bowl and the playoffs and it was just a different play style. The way he was passing the ball, I literally fell in love with the game on a whole new level. And, you know, when you see people like Reggie Bush as well, I was just like, what is this? Is this another version of a game I've been watching? Were you an NFL fan before Katrina happened? Right, so, yeah, kind of. Like, you can't follow it that well over here. But This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Yeah, I love the NFL. From a young age, me and my brother used to stay up and watch the Super Bowl. And over here... You could only really get, I mean, I don't know why, but in the 80s, there was a big push for the Raiders. So everyone had Raiders merch over here. I don't know if it was part of the L.A. thing. So even my parents used to wear L.A. Raiders stuff, but they never watched a game of American football <laughs> in their Raiders, life. Raiders gear, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a pop culture thing. It just Yeah, it, it was cool. You know, like, you know, I had a Raiders jacket um, as a kid, you know, um, you know, it was it was just one of those things. But, you know, like I said, it was hard to watch when I actually started watching the game and understanding the game. You know, the, the Saints, to me, were the next level. It was an evolution of the sport I thought I knew. And it was unbelievable to watch. I mean, I do coach uh, American football over here now um, at Birmingham Uni. And, you know, if anyone turns up in a Saints jersey... I'm very happy. Thomas Morstead actually came to the uni a couple of years ago and I got to meet him and he did some kind of a kicking masterclass showing us how to kick the ball. It was a waste of time because none of us could kick it like he could, but he he was amazing to me. That was awesome. So what are the main teams that, that you people in the UK follow? Is it, is it the, is it the, is it the teams we think of, or are the Raiders still a big deal? Who, who are the teams that most people follow in the UK? Well, the obviously the um, the Jaguars have now got a following over here because they keep coming over for the London games. And, you know, when, when they do come over, we do cheer them. I've got a season ticket, so I go to every single NFL game that is played in London, regardless of who plays. And the Jaguar game always has a strong fan base until last year when the Eagles fans just completely destroyed 
the Jags fans. It was unbelievable. I never knew there was such a strong Eagles presence. Now, I don't know if it was because of the recent success of the Super Bowl, but typically you get a lot of Chicago Bears fans over here. You get a lot of uh, you get a lot of Raiders fans over here. There's a lot of Miami Dolphins fans over here. It's from the older generations when it was a when it was a more popular sport. Like I expect this year, the Raiders Chicago Bears game to be quite a big game because there's a lot of fan base here in England for both those teams. Yeah, it's. I mean, I obviously I don't know I don't know anything about what the UK how they follow NFL. I follow soccer, but soccer I feel like is such a global thing, especially the EPL. Like, it's easy to consume whatever I want um, yeah. as far as Everton, where um, with you guys, I know they they did something with the EU where, like, there's certain sites now. Like, I, I know I was emailing another uh, a UK listener. He was, he, was saying, he was asking me, he was like, I can't get the advocate. I can't get Underhill. I can't get this. I can't get that because they block certain web addresses or whatever for because of privacy reason has that sort of tightened it up and made it even more difficult to to get your saints fix in your news well because like i said i mean three years ago when i got the game pass that literally changed my life because <laughs> now i can watch every single saints game and obviously i get into it. your podcast i can't even explain how much it has helped i've been following you guys a couple of years and it it has changed because I don't have anyone to talk to about Saints. So instead, I just shout at the radio when you guys are talking. Yeah, because you guys will say something. And I'm like, are you guys, what are you talking about? And then someone will say what I'm thinking. And it feels like I've got friends because over here, like I said, there's no Saints fans. There might be some. I think I've met two in my life in England. And one of them I kind of persuaded to be a Saints fan is someone I coach. But yeah, it's it's much easier now to follow this sport with the game pass with the podcasts and so long as you find the right medium it's amazing i mean like i think my favorite part of the day is getting a notification knowing that the seven minutes has gone up i mean that is just (laughs) for me that's just pure bliss well for you it works out great right because we you know we we try to turn these out you know like we did the one yet we you know we did we do them we try to make them we try to turn them out and do them uh for 8 a.m., which for you is perfect. It's probably like right in the middle of the day, right? Two or three o'clock. Yeah, or, exactly. Or even you. I never you know, know when it's going to come. We turn one out later at, you know, if they have breaking news, it's two or three. It's later your time and you have it to drive into work or listen listen to work if you if you take uh, if you take the subway or, or, or different things. You know, and, you know, when me and Andrew started that, Kips, we were like, are people really – going to want to listen to me and you me and you have a phone call and discuss a t- same yeah. topic for 10 minutes and we we're like well we'll just do it we, we we have these phone conversations two and three times a day anyway we'll just tape them and throw them up and see how we did it. and people love them especially for like now when free agency is breaking and that's oh, sort of amazing thing. it's amazing like, you know, and, and I think I, – I don't know that we're necessarily the best podcast because people like what they like. But I will say we get people immediate reaction faster than other podcasts where other people have to wait and do things. Me and Andrew are like, Saints sign Teddy Bridgewater, step outside, record that son of a gun, boom, we're on our way, and you get it. And I think 
<clears throat> not that we're breaking news, but we are like breaking reaction. And I think people really appreciate it. I have people that say, hey, I don't listen to it every day, but the seven minutes of saints, I, I combine them all and I do it during my workout or I do it during my drive to work on Friday or whatever. That's, so that's so cool. we're really thankful. But so for you, the schedule release, it, for us, it's a huge deal. You know, it's like, when are the Saints going to play? When are they going to do this? When are they going to do this? And I'm like, I got to plan my travel schedule. I'm going to pick a couple games to fly in a new one. But yeah, for yeah. you, that's got to be fucking life-altering. Like, you are like, how many times am I going to have to be up at 2 in the morning? When am I going to be doing this? Like, that must be a, even a gigantic, like, plan your whole fucking fall around the Saints yeah, schedule. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, the, the first game I look for, the very first game I look for is – the Saints at Tampa Bay because it's expensive to get to New Orleans. It's really cheap to get to Orlando. So even last year in December, I fly out for that game. I'll be flying out for that game for the rest of my life unless the conference changes. So that's the first game. I look for it. I book my tickets and I go to Disneyland Universal Studios and I drive to Tampa Bay and I watch that game. So that at least then I know I've got one Saints game every year. But the rest of them, yeah, it's crazy. It's there's another late night. There's another late night. Our work's going to suck the day after that. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, sometimes I will, um, because of the game pass, if it's a really late one, I'll get up as it finishes. So I'll get up at like 4 a.m. and then watch it before I go to work as opposed to staying up late. And then if the result isn't what I want, I can't sleep. So you do have to sacrifice sometimes <laughs> and not watch it live. Yeah, it's it's just one of those lesser of two evils. It's, if I watch his game and what I want to happen doesn't happen, I'm not going to sleep. And then I'm going to be even worse at work. And I'm going <laughs> to shout at everyone because the Saints did something weird. But yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to the new this season. Is gonna be, you're just pounding coffee and you're like, I can't believe that, you know, the Dallas game or... Or the first game. Uh, like, you, know, you know, the Dallas game. The Dallas game, I was in an airport about to fly to France, and I had to watch that game in an airport, and I've never, ever got on a plane so angry in all my life. <laughs> and it wasn't because we lost. It was because we got schooled. You know, it was hard to watch. It was really hard. to. I was hoping that we threw the game and no one knew anything about it except the Saints, but that was a hard game to watch. Yeah. Well, my theory... My theory going, you know, besides the refs screwing the Saints out of a Super Bowl, yeah. uh, Kips, my theory is the three games in 11 days exhausted, yeah, definitely, the, definitely. exhausted the Saints' offensive line in a way that they never recovered. You know, I like, think there was that. You know, and I, I, th I think, you know, that they just never, their offensive line. Before Dallas and after Dallas, it was it was it was two different things, and you know, I think it's it's borne out with Unger retiring and and different things happening. Yeah. But that's just the way it goes. But I I, I can't imagine like your de your dedication, especially during the seven and nine seasons when they were terrible and they were four and eight, five and eight, and yeah. just trudging yeah. into the games. That's a level of dedication that is above and beyond almost any New Orleans-born Saints fan. 
Yeah, seven and nine wasn't easy. I mean, when I'm sitting over here, I mean, I remember the third seven and nine. And I, I said to someone who wasn't really interested in what I was saying, but I rant about the NFL to everyone over here. Even people who don't know what it is, I might rant <laughs> to someone for an hour. And I was like, you know how I know I'm a real Saints fan? Because it might be time for Drew Brees to move on. <laughs> I actually <laughs> said that to someone. I was like, that's how I know I'm a real fan because he made me a fan of the Saints along with what happened to the city. And I don't think it's happened anymore and I'm so glad I was wrong I'm so well, glad I was wrong I, I will say that I'm not a, as dedicated an Everton fan as you are a Saints fan because when Everton when they were bad with Sam Allardyce as the manager and they were playing they played a bunch of 6am games in a row I was like I'm just going to DVR it and I'll wake up at <laughs> 9 and I will watch it with the remote in my hand because yeah. I cannot watch this disgusting boring display of soccer uh but you just keep on trudging i I, much respect my my guy that's 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 pretty impressive so uh you said you're going to tampa yeah i'll be going to tampa do you have any other plans for uh 2019 and since gambling is legal and widespread in the uk have you wagered on the 2019 Saints yet? No, you see, I don't, this is it. I'm teetotal on gambling. Like, I don't gamble at all. I actually don't have caffeine either. I'm all ginger beer, ginger ales, but um, just for the energy, the sugar. But I don't gamble. But if I had to gamble, I, I'm saying they're going to have a winning season. Uh, you know, the, the Ingram move was a weird one, especially because of the result of what happened. And yeah. it is going to, we are going to have to wait to see what our new guy does and how well he works with Camara. But um, I'm, I'm, I really am hopeful that this year we're going to go for it. We went for it last year. In my opinion, we did not lose. We are still in the playoffs. In order to have lost, <laughs> that flag would have had to have been thrown and then we would have had to lose. We did everything we needed to do. Everything was right. Yeah. You know, we changed it to a pass play because we saw the zero blitz come in. As far as I'm concerned, we won that game. So the Saints are still undefeated in 2018. And I'm going to say that forever. <laughs> and I don't care who you are and what you say. And you know, the only person who said it was on Good Morning Football, Kay Adams said it. She said, hang on a minute, you know, they won that game. And everyone else shut it down because, you know, you can't really go against the machine. But that is one thing I will say. And I I, I can never get to your questions because when you guys say who's got a question, it's never in a time where I can send it. But my <laughs> one question was, you know, the NFL, you know, let's just put it straight. They screwed us. They screwed us bad. And then what we did as a, as a fan base is we shunned them and we hit them where it hurt is on their ratings yeah. especially obviously the Super Bowl now I'm thinking to myself if I'm the NFL and I'm sitting in that throne and I'm thinking okay so you hit us where it hurts I'm just kind of scared do you not think they're going to try to maybe punish the Saints because of what we did I mean they've already hurt us by stopping us from going to Atlanta but you know I just don't know that's the only thing I'm nervous about will they try to do it again because we you know we did hit them where it hurts yeah. which is their ratings I mean... <clears throat> It's going to be really interesting to me, and this will be the the final thought. And, and Kip, thanks for giving us so much time. I appreciate it. Um, my thing is, I, I, you know, Sean Payton, he loves his motivational tactic, right? And last year it was prove him right, and he has his slogan yeah. and his T-shirts, and he put and and, he, and, he, and it's great, right? It, the fans get behind it. And it's fun. I'm curious to see what his slogan is for this year. 
uh, I have a great idea for my WWL column. I'm not. I don't. I don't. It's so good, Kips. I'm not even going to say it on this podcast because I don't want oh, another oh, writer oh. to listen to this show and no, steal no. it. But it I is so good, my preview idea. And I think Sean Payton is going to take a variant of it uh, for the Saints. But basically, my theory is. Uh, fuck you, it's ours, we're taking it. And That's it's it. just going to be straight anger. And I want the Saints to burn every NFL team to the ground and humiliate teams and take no prisoners and show no mercy. Uh, we'll see if they could do it. Um, but thanks, guys. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, anybody, if, you say, if you're a $5 or higher donation, you get in the drawing. You can have this mini podcast like me and Kips did, uh, even though he's in England. If you're in New Zealand, if you're in other places in Europe, if you're in Louisiana or Houston, it doesn't matter. Uh, <clears throat> but you can do it. We appreciate everybody that donates to the show. It allows us to do cool stuff like this, have fun audio, have extra shows. So, Kips, my guy, uh, I'll be thinking about you. Uh, during games now, because I'll be like, yeah. especially the, the like nighttime games. games, I'll be like, man, it's 10, it's 4 in the morning, and the Saints are tied. I wonder how my guy Kips is doing. <laughs> he's not drinking. He's not no. drinking. But I know he's somewhere in the UK, alone <laughs> in a bar, ranting yeah. to the yeah. heavens as to why this is happening to our Saints. That's awesome. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you.